0: Hello and welcome to an all-new episode of the Think on These Things podcast. I am your host, Kairu, and I am excited to get into another episode where we are using affirmations from the Book of Positive Affirmations to really explore different stories, experiences, and lessons. Um, I'm personally sharing them, of course, because I'm your host. So I'm sharing with you stories, experiences, and lessons that I have learned in step with the use of these affirmations over the years. So without further ado, Oh, yeah, it's kind of funny. I think I normally have something to talk about at the very beginning of these episodes. I think today, let's just dive in to the affirmation for today. So yesterday's affirmation was for day number 13. Today, we are on affirmation number 14. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, it's like I have one hand with the phone and one hand with the book. Um, so I'm just trying to get over to it. Book of Positive Affirmations, um, as I always say, mine is tried and true. Actually, I almost always say that it's just torn and tattered. Um, I've decided all of a sudden to start going with um, tried and true. I've had this for a while, and it's been through a lot. Talk about that later. Today, I am just sharing that I have the illustrated version. If you have the illustrated version, you know, Maybe you wrote down something. You can see, like, there's marks everywhere up in this book. You want to take it out of the view. Um, If you have the simplified version, it is numbered day by day. So whichever one you have, I hope that's been enough time for you to find the page to come along on this journey. And today's affirmation is as follows: I was created for love. I was created for love. I was created for love. Now, I'm really curious where my next words are going to take us as a community as a unit as a group, um, perhaps it will open some more dialogue. In fact, I I would hope that it does, um, and you know maybe there will be some people who just say, you know what, that was it for me. I have hated this show. Right up, no, okay, let me not put that in the atmosphere. Um, <laughs> maybe it will be polarizing for some individuals, and for some people it might be you know more something to consider, um, or a confirmation of some sort, right? And what the reason I say all that is because I want to take a moment to really consider, well, what is love? This affirmation is literally saying, I was created for love. So my first thought is, okay, cool. Like, it's possible. What is love, though? And sometimes we think about this and we start to talk about our emotions and how we feel. And... What it looks like, I think, in, in just like the earth or in human connection or things like that. And what I I really believe about, what I believe about love is that it is an absolute. And so that's not to say like anything about good or bad, um, about positive or negative, because I believe it all exists under the the banner of love that there's tumult that we endure uh, in our pursuit of love, and that, you know, there are lessons and grievances that we're even introduced to throughout our lives, all in pursuit and in purpose of love. Um, It's one of those absolutes like truth or joy, right? Um, It's difficult to define, in fact, I would posit that it's nearly impossible to come up with a consistent, common definition for something as absolute as love, even in recent years um, with another absolute, which um, actually there's two other absolutes that come to mind uh, that I'm going to add to the list. And if you don't have a list of like, what are these absolutes? This is your first time hearing this philosophy. Um, Write this down come back to it, Google it, I don't know, do do whatever makes your heart feel content after this episode, right? We've got truth on that list, which in recent years, we've heard this concept of my truth and your truth coming out. Um, and it's such a popular topic of conversation that when people mention the truth, it's it's like an argument all of a sudden. It's not anymore, um, a dialogue or like, I hear you, you hear me, because I think sometimes, if we're not careful, we actually use that concept of my truth and your truth as a way to dismiss each other's points of view. Um, And if you don't believe me, or if you don't understand what I'm saying, go literally anywhere online, go to the news, go to TikTok, go to Instagram and listen to discussions where people are saying, well, my truth is, okay, so like your truth... You and your truth go over there, right? Uh, I'm just going to sum it up for you. You and your truth go have a party over there. Me and my truth are going to go over here and we're both going to be alone. How about that, right? I think sometimes when we are so dead set on defining absolutes and owning them, we miss out on the fullness of life. What do I mean by that? That there's so much to the tapestry or the masterpiece that is the experience of life, Um, sometimes we are so hellbent on owning different aspects of our lives or controlling different aspects of our lives that ultimately we were not designed to have control over. And what it does is it strips us of our ability or our opportunity or really i think really what it strips us of is our willingness to perceive and engage the fullness of life so that is with any of those absolutes when we're doing our, our our best trying our hardest to define love in quantifiable metrics that we can always come back to this is love these are the characteristics of love people have done their best to define different aspects of it. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Before we had, you know, this uh, singular word in the English language, um, way back in the way back when, right? Uh, it was expressed in many different ways and terms. Um, in, in the Greek language, we know that there's many different ways to, to acknowledge love in what it is, whether it's a brotherly love or it's a a friendship type of love or it is um, an all-consuming love, the list goes on, right? We had those different ways of identifying love and then along the line of time, I'll come up with better sayings as I continue to do episodes, Uh, along the line of time, we've decided that it's easier for us I I suppose, I'm not sure if this is true, let me know how you feel, right? It's easier for us to discuss love in one term. And it's just that, it's love. And so when we do that, it has two possibilities in my mind, right? It could become simpler. Okay, we just talk, it's just, it is love. And for me, that's because, yeah, it is love. It's absolute, it's really unconditional. Um, we have different feelings, like we have different relationships. I have a a a, a friendship relationship with this person, a familial relationship with that person, uh, an acquaintance relationship, or a mentor mentee relationship, or uh, a coworker, a colleague, a boss, a staff work. You know, we have different relationships. I think that love allows us to connect with other people where they are from a place of authenticity in terms of where we are in our walk in life. And so getting back to that concept of what is love, before we spend 20 minutes talking about the philosophy of absolutes, um, which we'll talk about as we go along, of course, Um, the concept of love really being the birther or the mother if you will of of all life or the purpose of all life um that's a big concept it's a big commitment to say yeah i believe that because some people are going to listen to this episode and go, that was great, that was really cute, just happy that you were able to express your truth over there, right? Um, So some people are actually going to listen to this episode, and that's going to be the mindset that they have. That's cool. You know, um, would love to dialogue further on this, or would love for you to listen to this episode again, maybe with more of an open mind, because all of these different philosophies of love, I'm I'm not very... um, of the mind that I'm going to hear a new philosophy that I haven't considered, personally speaking, just to be very honest. There are a lot of different philosophies. And I think if we value love as an emotion, we diminish the value of it, right? It's just like, if I were to say, you know, oh, my friend, Josh is a good singer, that's all he's good for. I diminish the value of Josh by putting him into a box and painting him or illustrating him as this one dimensional being that when he's singing, it's great. When he's not singing, I don't even know if he's real. Right. Like, anyway, I I feel I feel that sometimes we get too caught up in trying to define these things and trying to own them when really it's a journey of discovery. It's something for us to explore that I have met love in this circumstance or I have engaged love in this situation in my life or I have encountered experiences that can only be defined as love in this season or in that season. Here's an example, you know, a a. A child who was raised in a super religious or rigid environment who uh, or, or let's say an orthodoxy, right, who decides that you know what i I have really done my best to live according to these rules under this. Orthodoxy. And what I've come to terms with is the reality that I am, in many ways, not like the others, or that there's something different that is in me or that is calling me. And for as much as I know, It's not an unhealthy pursuit that I've got going on here, right? I'm just, uh, you know, thinking about many different aspects of this because sometimes we just want to be rebellious, right? And I think that sometimes we paint people as rebels when we really just should be painting them as um, people who pursue their authenticity, Different discussion for a different day. I'm painting a picture here. Stay with me. So the, the picture that's being painted here is of that child who, who was raised in an orthodoxy and has decided that their authentic self happens to be unorthodox. And so they share that with their parents or with their family, their loved ones. And to their great surprise, right, even though their authentic self may go against the, the, the construct of the orthodoxy that's been established, the parents, the family, the loved ones, they accept you for who you are, or they acknowledge who you are, they embrace you for who you are. And sometimes, you know, that may still come with consequences, such as, hey, the rules of this house are, so we have to find a new game plan for you. We can sometimes get in trouble for painting that black and white. Well, you don't love me anymore, and that's not always the situation. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's, it's not. Well, semantics on whether it is or not later. Right now we're painting an illustration, so stay, stay with me. I have to stay with myself on this one, right? So the, the parents, the family, the loved ones accepting the child in an unexpected turn of events. That they expected that they were going to be ridiculed, they were going to be put to shame, and maybe even immediately put out on the street. Very real situations that happen all across the nation, all across the world, every single day. So instead of receiving that shame, that ostracization, they were embraced. That is an example of love, that there's no conditions on the experience. There's not, if you do this, right? There are some universal laws about cause and effect, that if I run into a cactus, that I'm going to walk away with some holes in my body, if I'm able to walk at all. If I run in front of a bus, okay, you know, you get the picture. There are certain universal laws that are at play. When it comes to Love, it's an experience that is inherently, I want to encourage you to consider this, that love is an experience that is inherently unconditional. So whether or not someone allows love to flow through them, through them, to you, to others, be at work in them, whatever, that's entirely up to them. So in one moment they can be loving and they can express love and they can they can share that experience with you and in another moment they can turn off the channel of love in their lives in their hearts and in their minds That's why you know we we think about the multiplicity of people or the the different um I don't want to say personalities of people, like everyone's running around with a personality disorder. I think the different uh, facets of a person's personality or the, the triggers that affect the way that we behave. Oftentimes, the brain is running on shortcuts. So much so that when we hit a trigger, we have a sort of automatic response. Whether it's a healthy response or an unhealthy response, and for some people, we haven't manually switched on the channel of love in these situations. Just just yesterday, the affirmation was that kindness is a byproduct of love. So, if in certain situations we're experiencing hurt, and we respond to that with hate, <laughs> right? Um, not that I'm pinning hate up as an as an absolute opposite of love which we'll discuss a little later in um this this series what i'm saying though is that if we're not careful we'll have automated responses that are so unhealthy it's impossible for them to be an example of love that because you treated me this way I'm gonna match that energy or I'm gonna get loud because you're getting loud or I'm gonna get in your face because you're getting in my face or I'm just gonna go and throw gas on this fire because it looks like you got a spark, right? Whatever the case may be, when we choose consciously to respond to those situations with love, it looks different. It's like someone might come to you expecting you to respond uh, in, in, in a spiteful or hateful or petty manner. right? They might come up to you with an intention of getting a rise out of you. And when that doesn't happen, it's a surprise. Because why? Because love is unconditional. It doesn't rely on the conditions of how someone comes and treats you. And this is not where I was expecting to take this. Um, I think, though, it, it's, it's where we needed to end up. That love, the behavior of love, is not depending on the way other people treat us. It just isn't if we, let's go back to the previous affirmation, number 13, if we have decided that because I have love, I can be kind, I'm not saying that you're going to be kind 100% of the time, I'm saying that you have made yourself consciously aware of your ability to be kind, even in conflict. That's why the title of that episode is kindness, even in conflict. That's why we discussed that story about kindness, even in conflict, that because you have adopted love into your identity as a part of who you are and how you operate the conditions of what's happening around you do not determine whether or not you respond in love and for purposes of coming away with this with a concrete understanding let's 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 speak about love as something that allows us to perpetually grow and advance, move forward, open doors and opportunities in our lives. Let's keep it there. I don't want to make it too concrete that it's conditioned and unreal, right? Right. I also don't want to leave it too abstract that it's unobtainable or impossible to understand. That love is something that allows us to remain open right so you hear stories about forgiving other people and we spin it so many different ways because motivational speakers really just want you to understand preachers just want you to understand that that we need to forgive people if you don't forgive them for them forgive them for you that's something that's a lot newer um in in terms of popular discussions um on the stage or on camera but what what we're really looking to do is create in openness within ourselves um or as, as someone i i used to spend a lot of time with in the past once told me um that's not the best way to introduce someone anyway she's um a speaker a preacher a motivational speaker and uh this really encouraged me that we should have thick skin and a soft heart in the sense that People are going to be people, whether they're hurt, whether they're healed, whether they're broken, whether they're whole, whether they're young, whether they're old, whether they're wise or stupid, right? People are going to be people and they're going to behave however they're going to behave. Just because someone said something that was unsavory doesn't mean I need to respond in an unsavory manner. It doesn't mean that just because someone hurt me, I need to build up the walls around my heart, or I need to lock people out of my life. These are topics that we're going to explore further down the line, so I want to be conscientious about the time. When we say that we are created for love, we're really establishing this concept that it's my, it's by design that I exist to be an open channel to new experiences, to opportunities for growth and for forward movement and momentum in this life. I'm, I'm not worrying about what's happening after this natural life is over. This human experience has come to an end. Whatever time I have here, today, now... I have an opportunity to be open. And for some of you, it's new experiences that you've been blocking yourself off from. And when you adopt this concept that I was created for love, the doors to those experiences begin to open and you begin to walk through, right? For some of you, it's changes in the way you speak to others. When you adopt this concept that I was created for love, instead of going to work on 10, you can have Patience when you interact with other people, you can have a conscientiousness about how you interact with other people. I know that word was like broken up so incredibly slow, like chopped and screwed. When you go to work tomorrow, when you go to work tomorrow, you can have a conscientiousness about the way you interact with people. Maybe instead of just flying off the tongue when you speak to them, you could take a moment, take a pause consider whatever it is that they've said or whatever they've done and consider your best way of, of engaging them in conversation to move the operation forward, to make sure you're getting your job done, to make sure that you're supporting the team sufficiently, to make sure that things are running as smoothly as they can and that your contribution is to that end. That is to that end. If you're going in and your, your objective is to stir up some trouble... Maybe take a moment and rethink that objective. Is that a byproduct of love? I'm just leaving that line open for you. I have to think about these things too. Before I open my mouth in a, in a conversation, we may not get it right 100% of the time. However, when we do consciously think about these things, we increase our, our potential or our likelihood of operating in love, operating in a healthy manner, operating in a way that will allow us to continue to grow and evolve and become the best versions of ourselves and really contribute to creating a better world for ourselves and for the, the ones around us and for those who are going to come after us. With that being said, I want to close out this episode. Um, I think 25 minutes is a good max. So I want to keep that... Um, as the limit. So if you want to become a, a part of this conversation, I would encourage you. I would encourage you to follow me on X at High Kai, which is also where you can find the video versions of this podcast. And um, if you would like to access any more resources on mental wellness, visit www.madeupmind.org. and you can find those there. Until next time. I am your host, Kairu, It's been a pleasure. I will see you soon. Love you. Peace.